Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Mark out of Bonneville has texted the show on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, Bob, with hockey season going uh, on, how they blank do you have such a crappy show? That one comes to us from Mark in Bonneville. I don't know how many times I've asked my cousin Mark up in Bonneville not to be texting us ever since the Denny Pratt tragedy. But he's still texting us. What can I tell you? Uh... Out of Lloydminster, uh, Taylor Hall is a great hockey player. Any team that wouldn't want him is winning too many games. I don't think there's too many of those. <laughs> uh, Jim out of Rocky Mountain House says Hall is dynamic, but he's also a defensive liability. Another text out of Hope, B.C., coming in from Ollie. He says, Bob, any news on Yesopoliarvi? Well, we put out last week that uh, Ken Holland was going to go to a tournament in Finland to see Pugliarvi play. It's basically a four-team international tournament. I would say right now, given the, what is the drop-dead date? December 15th, Pugliarvi would theoretically have to be back in the NHL. Um, I would say better than a 50% chance that Pugliarvi would play the entire year. In Finland, just just a guess. We are going to get an update on the Edmonton Oil Kings, who tonight at Rogers Place play the Prince Albert Raiders. The teams met last year in the third round of the WHL playoffs, PA en route to winning a WHL championship, which for them was the first one since I think that would have been since 1985 when they won the Memorial Cup. Uh, we're going to talk to. Uh, former Kelowna Rocket, now the President General Manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Kurt Hill. Kurt is our Oilers Now headliner today. For touchback safety, your safety is their goal. Discover your safety turning solutions at touchbacksafety.com. From parts unknown, uh, maybe not. I think he's at a U17 tournament somewhere. We welcome back to the show, Kurt Hill. Kurt, how are you? I'm doing great, Bob. I'm here in Medicine Hat watching uh, the under-17s. You're right. All right. Uh, so now is that like in, is it not in Medicine Hat and Swift? Like where's this thing taking place? Yeah, it's in both towns. So they got the two divisions split up between them. And then uh, I think once they get down to the, the metal rounds, they, they primarily play here in Medicine Hat. Uh, how many, Canada's got how many teams in this? Two or three? They got three. Why do they do that? Do you know? Why don't we just I mean, have, why don't we just have one? I think it gives an opportunity for more guys to be a part of the program and I guess for them to continue to evaluate guys' uh, progress into their 18 program and obviously for the World Junior Team. Uh, the Americans have how many teams, Kurt? They got one team here, and they're they're quite the team. They won 10-1 their first game against the Czechs, and they beat one of the Canadian teams 6-4 last night. But they're they're extremely fast and play, play a high-paced game. Yeah, maybe we should only. I I know that's not a, a a conversation maybe to put you on the spot on, but I I kind of wondered like how about we just get down to two teams instead of three teams? Uh, how many players you currently have at this tournament? Well, Dylan Gunther's playing on the one Canadian team, and then we have um, 
we have a one list player that's on uh, the American teams at D-Man, so but he's uh, he's got a college scholarship, so likely not a player that's going to come. But he's on our list. Okay, uh, and how has uh, Dylan performed so far in the tournament? You know, he hasn't he doesn't have uh, much numbers, but he's played well. Watched him yesterday. He had uh, had a lot of chances, probably about four or five grade A chances in the game. Just kind of was standing on pucks, and the goalie made a couple of nice saves on him. But uh, I thought he looked pretty good. He's primarily playing with uh, Sillinger and Savoy. Um, so I think uh, I know Sillinger scored twice last night. Uh, so it seems like they got some chemistry going. Uh, so Savoy and uh, Gunther, the last two picks in the WH first overall picks in the WHL Bantam draft. Dylan's had a decent start uh, with your team. Uh, you, you, so you don't have him currently with the Oil Kings. Obviously, he will not be in the lineup tonight when Edmonton takes on the Prince Albert Raiders. You guys have the best record in the Western Hockey League. Kind of a diversified scoring attack. Is that fair, Kurt? Yeah, you know, we're seeing scoring right through right through our entire lineup. I think um, when you look at the, the top three lines for sure, and uh, I mean, when Dylan's with the club, he's, he's got nine points as well. So I think all four lines are contributing, but those uh, those three lines up top seem to uh, all be, all. seems like every night there's a new line taking kind of the bull by the horns and, and getting things done for us. So it's nice when we have that kind of depth within the organization. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Um so how much of this do you think is Brad Lauer in terms of maybe breeding offensive confidence in your players? Well, I think it's a lot of it. He teaches guys how to, you know, be get ready for the next level. And obviously, I know our entire coaching staff works with guys all the time on their individual games. You know, it, it, our coaches touch base with every player every day when they come to the rink. And we just make sure that they're, you know, that they're committing themselves to the game. But uh, so the coaching has a lot to do with it. But I think... At the end of the day, too, it's a lot to do with the players. And in that locker room right now, we've got a pretty good group of guys that uh, they come every day to work, and they're they're committed to getting better every day. So that goes a long way when the players want to be there and they want to get the, they you know they want to be a good team. Who is the player you traded for, Josh Williams again? Uh, Brett Camp. And he was having a big year for your uh, last year. You made that deal. Uh, looking, I mean, that wasn't an easy trade to make at that time, was it? No, it wasn't. But uh, you know, we had a, we we understood the upside that uh, Williams does. I mean, even right now, they're pretty similar points. I think Kemp's got 20 points. Williams has 19. But obviously, Williams is a year younger. Um, Williams just added to Team WHL as well, which is huge for him. And uh, you know, we just really felt that Williams was going to be a guy that was going to be able to score and and really fit nicely with uh, the age that we have a, a real strong core with the 2001 group and the, an age that we really wanted to build around. Did you have to do, I mean, he was a kid that a lot of people thought might go, you know, third, fourth round of the NHL draft at the start of last season, and he didn't even end up getting drafted. Was there some work done in the offseason to sort of get him in a better, you know, better uh, place, uh, knowing that, he, you know, he could potentially bounce back? Because at this stage, it wouldn't surprise me if he's drafted as a 19-year-old. Well, this well, yeah, this year, I mean, he's put himself back on the radar, no question. I think Josh had a ton of work in the summer, though. He came back and he won our won our skating test, our conditioning test. Uh, like, he he definitely went home and put the work in. But we see it all the time with players. Their 17-year-old year, their first draft year, they have they have difficult seasons. Maybe the pressures of the draft just get to you, you get off to a bad start. It just seems to compound. But, uh, you know, I, I know other guys like Luca Berzan and Carson Folkel players that got passed up on and ended up getting drafted last year. So I think he could be in that conversation of a guy that will get drafted a second time through. Jake Neighbors is draft eligible this year. Some, some, you know, a lot of people sort of got him ranged between 20 to 45. How would you assess his performance through the first 15 games or so? I think 
Dante been he's been good. I, I mean, at the same time, he's, I think they're starting to get uh, some chemistry going between that line. I mean, I know he's playing with a new player and in, in Sawchuk that we required, and uh, he spent a little bit of time playing with Cope last year. But I thought they got off to a little bit of a slow start to the season. But as of late, uh, that line's been playing really well, and and Jake seems to be. Uh, being pick, pick, picking up his game a little bit and playing a little bit more physical now. I thought early on maybe he felt like he had to, you know, be a guy that was going to score every night for us. And, yeah, he needs to do that. But uh, he's going to be most effective when he's playing physical and he's playing his game. So I think he's getting back to that. And when he's doing that, and he's been doing it lately, it seems like the numbers come with him playing that style of game. 12-1-3 is the record right now. The Edmonton Oil Kings have got the best record in the Western Hockey League tonight at Rogers Place. They play last year's uh, WHL champions, the Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, what sort of season are they having, Kurt? Well, they're, they're good. They're having an exceptional season. I mean, they're a team that, obviously, when you win a championship, you know how to win those games. And it just seems like, you know, when, when teams give them the opportunities to get up and, and on them early, they don't, they're not the kind of team that gives up leads. They they know how to win those tight games. And uh, so far this year, they've been, they've been seeming to do that, even though they had a lot of turnover. Um, the guys that were a little bit deeper in their lineup have have stepped up and uh, I know the European player that played extremely well in the, the third round against us last year Protas is leading the league in scoring right now so um, seems like he's taken another step in in his Western League career and I mean they got a they got a good thing going it's going to be a huge challenge tonight it's going to be a good hockey game all right uh have you got something going in goal with a future prospect in Kosa yeah he's been pretty good this year I got to give him credit he's I get the one hiccup in uh, Regina where he um, just had some tough goals going on him early, but other than that, I mean, the games he's played, he's looked uh, he's looked pretty good. And you know, he's a very uh, he's got, he's a huge goalie. Obviously, he's six six, and uh, he's a uh, very confident confident in his abilities. And a guy that uh, you know, I think he's got a real bright future ahead of him. It's just kind of making sure that uh, we're putting him in the right situations. We're being patient. He is only seventeen. He's a late birthday, so his draft year is next year, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that we're or bringing him into the league the right way and uh, putting him in the right situations to succeed. Kurt, as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks a lot, Bob. I appreciate it. You bet. Kurt Hill is the president and general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings again tonight. They take on the Prince Albert Raiders at Rogers Place. Tomorrow, the Edmonton Oilers and the St. Louis Blues. The Blues, the reigning Stanley Cup champions, are in Vancouver. That's not the easiest turnaround. There are tickets to tomorrow's game available. Visit uh, EdmontonOilers.com for more information. We'll get to this day in Oilers history, get back to uh, some of your uh, texts and tweets when we return in Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stopper on 630 Chat. Turn that button on. There we go. 147 in Edmonton. I hope you're having a, a solid Tuesday. Bob Stopper and Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, pizza pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. The Stopper recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. 14 Edmonton and area locations. Go online and visit royalpizza.ca for more information. Brendan, how are you? What's going on? Things are good on this end of the glass. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Nice easy pace show today, I think. Yeah, well, well, 
where was it Mark out of Bonneville didn't like the show today? That, that happens no. once in a while. Sorry to let you down, Mark. Maybe Mark's having a bad day. Think so? He's taking it out on the radio, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're easy targets. Think so? Ah, it's all good. Let's go to Listing Oilers history for New West Travel. Join Oilers now on two great road trips coming up, second half of the season, Chicago or Florida. Both packages include great game tickets. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. What do you got? All right, back in 1997, Craig Miller scores twice as the Oilers and Islanders play to a 4-4 tie at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Kelly Buckberger, Andre Kovalenko, Dean McCammond, and Mats Lindgren all had two-point games as well. And soon-to-be Oilers netminer, Tommy Sallow was pulled in favor of Eric Fischo after allowing three goals. The good one time Oilers had uh, Fischo as well in the depth charts. Miller could shoot the puck. He had a heavy shot. He, you know what? If I recall correctly, like he got two in one game. He maybe only got three or four all season because I don't think he had more than eight or nine goals in his NHL career. But he could flat out shoot the pill. There was no quake. Anybody remember who he came? Let's see how quick our listeners are here. You can te- just just to see how engaged they are. Text us on our Ashley Fine Flores text line. Which significant piece did the Edmonton Oilers give up on to acquire Craig Miller and Barry Moore? Text us at six thirty six thirty. I bet you someone will get it within 30 seconds. And you got to do it legitimately. You can't sit there and type it up and look it online. But this guy had a pretty good NHL career. Glenn Sather lost the trade. That's all I'm going to say. So, again, Texas at 630, 630. Maybe we need to hit refresh here. And, oh. It didn't freeze on it. Just, oh, there we go. They got, how, how many got it? Oh, we got, it didn't take long. Lots. Lots. Wow. <laughs> you didn't remember, you didn't recall that trait? No. To be honest, I forgot this player was a part of the Oilers organization for a stint. Miroslav Shaitan. Oh, that was a tough trade for there. That one didn't work out for slots. I remember the first day Barry Moore walked in the Oilers dressing room, went, he sat down next to Ryan Smith, and just the look on his face, like he was just like that he was overwhelmed that he was in an NHL dressing room, right? Like it's like, holy cow. You know what? I was kind of in my embryonic stages around the team at that stage doing like font court and stats. And um, I think I went down to the room with John Sexsmith, and it was just like... Looking at, and he wasn't a very big guy either. And back then, players were like Brendan. Players, I mean, you have the guys walk by you now, and uh, obviously you got access. You're pulling post game audio and that sort of thing. I was talking about this the other day with Louis DeBrusque and Zach Cassian, like just the body composition on players today. Like they're way skinnier in the upper bodies than they used to be. Exactly, but ripped right. Oh up. no, they're shredded. Up, they're they're yeah. shredded. But but you're right, and even 12, 12 to fifteen years ago, guys were way thicker through the shoulders. The one that really really caught me by surprise last year, of course, was Milan Lucic, and how thick he is. Just the the whole upper body, yeah. that he's got there. But you're right, for the most part, wiry dudes now. Like you know, I mean, there were wiry fighters. Like Dave Brown was a wiry fighter. You want to look at the evolution of a guy? Watch Todd Ewan, God rest his soul. Uh, Todd Ewan when he first fought Bob Probert. 
you know, was probably 215, 220 pounds, and he finished around 260, right? And, I mean, he knocked Bob Probert basically out cold with one punch because he was... And Dave Brown always had sort of that long, gangly left hand that could get you, those long arms. Stu Grimson's another guy that gains... I mean, you see Stu now. He's on the NHL Network. And he's not the biggest of guys. Uh, <laughs> Heavy Oil Country says, I can remember meeting Shaitan outside of Rexall getting into a cab. That would surprise me that he would take a cab. Because I got news for you. He used to take the LRT back into downtown Edmonton from Rexall Place. You can text us. Uh, hey, guys, don't worry about Mark out of Bonneville. The show ruled today. Well, uh, okay, thanks. Uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, it took all of these years for you guys to have an Aboriginal player like Ethan Bear and the Edmonton Oilers uh, when there's been hundreds of talented Aboriginal players from Alberta that could have uh, made the Oilers. Disappointing that it's still happening today. The old saying uh, that you can't leave is getting old from High Prairie. I don't. I, don't, I really don't know where that. Just for the record, it wasn't up to me as to who made the team and who didn't make the team. And no one is happier. As a broadcaster of the Edmonton Oilers, no one is happier to watch Ethan Bear's success because he's helping this team. I would make a strong argument through the Oilers' first 16 games, he's been their best defenseman the most. As good as, you know, athletically, as Darnell Nurse is, and Oscar Clefbaum's a pretty good defenseman. But you watch Ethan Bear, and he might be their most poised player with the puck. I was having this exact conversation with Tony Brar from Oilers TV last night at the game, and I said the same thing. He might not be the best at anything, but I think he is probably the most well-rounded that they have at their disposal right now, which is remarkable for him. It's just he makes he knows what he's going to do with the puck before he gets the puck. Like if he goes to chase the puck or win a puck battle and engage, and, and he's got the quickness now to evade four checkers, and he just makes plays. Like the offensive numbers will come. And remember, he has not been on the first unit power play, and that first unit power play isn't exactly clicking. And part of the reason why it's not clicking is, frankly, Clefbaum hasn't got a lot of shots through. Like Clefbaum's got a heavy shot, but he hasn't been able to get it through. And I wouldn't. I think that Ethan Bear, frankly, has a higher offensive ceiling than Darnell Nurse. I know Nurse has had a 40-point season in the NHL. It would not surprise me in two years. Here's the thing. The Oilers are going to have two right-shot options for the power play in the future. One's here right now, and one's down in Bakersfield. So there's it's a wonderful story with Ethan in terms of how he committed himself in the offseason. But, man, like, if you've been listening to this show, I think there's clear and firm recognition as to how well he's played. Again, uh, tomorrow, by the way, uh, we'll hook up with uh, Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. David Staples, cult of hockey. He's been a popular guest on the show. And uh, John Shannon will join us, our NHL insider, as well. We'll have a full preview of the Oilers and the St. Louis Blues. What does uh, Reed Wilkins have from Inside Sports? You will hear from uh, Kelly Rudy from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Blues play-by-play voice Chris Kerber will tee up tomorrow's matchup. And it's the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Final one uh, before the playoff game on Sunday. Yes.
All right. We'll be back at her tomorrow. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen I. Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.